Good afternoon, everybody. It's like four. <laughs> this is Chat with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger Wade. As if you couldn't tell, like my summertime schedule, I just can't, there's no schedule. So I'm here. It's still Tuesday, and it's Q&A day, but I'm sorry, it's not 11 o'clock. And you'll notice I have my nice little readers on so I can read my tablet, because it's raining outside, and it's so dark that I can't see. So uh, here we are, and it's Q&A day, like I said, so we are going to cover lots of stuff in the law, because as you know, it's what, June 27th, and evaluation letters are due by the 30th, so there's your first warning. I'll give you another one later in the show. Um, so we've got lots of law, got some concerns about over articles that we post in our e-news, that we'll chat about that a little bit, and um, and some questions about curriculum. So. Let's get started because I have a lot of stuff on my tablet. So the first question that came in this month was about children who have like IEPs doing special education. Um, they were asking about having a special education evaluator and that sort of thing. And um, I shared with that mom that children who have IEPs or um, learning differences and that type of thing, they do not need a special or a certain type of evaluator. Any evaluator can evaluate any child. So the only difference with homeschooling, if your child has an IEP, is needing to get the um, objectives signed off by a special education teacher. So that is the only thing there in the law regarding that. So um, yes, no need for a special evaluator. Uh, right now, you've got four days to get your letters in, so hopefully you have an evaluator at this point. So, how to get started? Where do I find information? Well, oh my goodness, there's so much information on chaponline.com and homeschoolpennsylvania.org about getting started. If you want a talk where I specifically talk about getting started, um, you can go to alliancerecordings.com. I did a talk at convention this year about getting started. I also did a talk about the law and explaining all the steps and how to do them. Also, if you go out to Facebook or go to our YouTube channel, uh, or go out and look for the Chat with Chat podcast. I have all the law um, videos out there. You can look for affidavit. You can look for objectives. You can look for evaluator. You can look for testing. If you look for any of those keywords, you are going to find them, and you'll find videos explaining all of them. Homeschoolpennsylvania.org has all of the videos and will help you get started. So if you know other people who are wanting to know how to get started with homeschooling and need information, please point them to those places. And, of course, you can always write in to me and ask and I will send you all those links and places to go. Um, someone wrote in and asked where to get legal advice about something. For us, we are not a legal entity. CHAP is not. We do explain the law and how to uh, comply with the law. But if you are needing legal advice or you're in a legal situation, we do urge all people to become members with HSLDA. That's the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. You can go to um, hslda.org and sign up to be a member, and they will give you legal advice and help you if you have a case that you need assistance with. Uh, we're going to pop through the law things. Let's see here. Where is the key to homeschooling? Like, if you've watched Chat with Chap number 19 and some of my earlier videos with D, with the two of us, we might have talked, mentioned about the keys to homeschooling, and it was a little book that I would hold up, and it was... So that was our law 
uh, written out and explained uh, back in the day, but the law has changed and has been updated. So instead of updating a booklet, we actually created a web page out of it, and that is homeschoolpennsylvania.org. And it is up to date. We just updated it in March. It's nice and pretty. We're going to launch it out this summer. So if you hear us talking about the keys to homeschooling and things that are in there, just go to homeschoolpennsylvania.org and you will find what you need out there at that web page. So that's where the keys to homeschooling booklet went. It went online. Um, is there a list of what's required by grade? So if you look in the law, if you read the law, uh, or watch my videos where we explain elementary requirements and secondary requirements, you will find that the list of requirements is very general and it encompasses all of elementary or all of secondary. The homeschool law, thank goodness, thank goodness, does not list specific things that need to be known at a certain age or grade. Many of us homeschoolers don't use grades. Uh, they just keep their children learning the next thing uh, so that they are prepared for the next thing. So um, grade level requirements is a public school construct that we actually do not need to use in homeschooling. So uh, there are no grade specific requirements. It's just elementary requirements and secondary requirements. So I, there are videos out there, especially on YouTube, if you check the law uh, playlist on YouTube. You'll see lots of videos and there are videos there where Dee and I talk about elementary requirements. We talk about high school requirements and fulfilling high school requirements. So you can check those out there. Uh, let's see. What is the next thing? Where can I find information on testing? So uh, again, homeschoolpennsylvania.org. I'm going to say it again and again. That is our law database. Everything is out there. So you can go and you can type in the word testing and it'll take you to a page. It'll have the chunk of the law there so you can see it. Uh, it'll list all the tests that you can use. I will say, I think the webpage has been updated to mention uh, having the computer be your proctor doing online testing. When the keys to homeschooling was first created, that was not a thing. And that has recently become a very popular thing. I've used it for the past few times I've needed to do testing. It's very handy. Uh, so if you see our video either on Facebook or on YouTube or if you hear it in a podcast, it's episode number eight is what the testing episode is. And it won't mention doing online testing using a computer because when we made that video, it didn't really exist. So it does exist now. It's something I just wanted to add in there for anyone who's looking for testing information. Um, you can still do it in person with people and a proctor and all that type of thing. Um, but I just wanted to make you aware that there are online options at this point for testing. But testing information, homeschoolpennsylvania.org, chat with chat, episode eight. Okay, how to find an evaluator. So now, this is your second warning. It's July 27th, June 27th. It's not July yet. It's June 27th. And your evaluator letters are due to the school district by the 30th. That is Friday. If you have not found an evaluator at this point, Good luck finding one and good luck fitting in before the end of the year because you've got four days. So if you need to find an evaluator, you're just preparing ahead of time for next year or you want to find a different one for next year, you can go to chaponline.com. Under the resources tab, there's tons of stuff. And one of the things that's under there is a evaluator and evaluator search. So you can go in there and look for evaluators. 
If you are someone who wants to become an evaluator or you are an evaluator and you want to be listed with us so people can find you, there's also an option there under the evaluator tab um, to get listed as an evaluator. So that's how you can find an evaluator. Word of mouth is always good too because people can say who, what they like and what they like about the person and all this type of thing. So ask around. Ask around. Don't be afraid to ask around. Okay, so let's see. Let's see, I'm looking for law-related things. That's not really law-related. What's on the back here that's law-related? What do I hand in at the end of the year? Okay, so this is really pertinent. So on Friday, all your stuff is due at the end of the year, which is the evaluator letter. That's all your stuff. That's what's due by June 30th. Now to homeschool on to the next year, remember you need to either file your affidavit or your unsworn declaration in your directives. Uh, and those need to get dropped off. They could be starting, they typically say starting July 1st. I have handed mine in already. I handed them in with my evaluator letters at the beginning of June and it was all said and done, taken care of. So evaluate the letter is the only thing that has to be in by the end of June. Um, you can do it in person. You can send it in by certified mail or regular mail or sometimes email. Uh, you have to check your school district on that, though. Um, someone asked, should they sign my copy as a kind of like a receipt that they received it? That is actually a really good idea. I had never thought of that before. So if you would like to have some kind of receipt or acknowledgement by the school district that they received your paperwork, have them sign the copy that you keep at home. That's a really good idea. So thank you, person who asked that question, because that was a really helpful idea. So um, so the end of the year, just the evaluator letter. That's what we're looking for. Okay. And someone wrote in and said, I'd like your affidavit or your unsworn declaration maybe, but I'd like to change a little bit of the words. Our unsworn declaration included a tag on the end that said the immunization records were attached and the, the affidavit does not. Now, the reason of the difference is the time we put together the affidavit, immunizations were not something that school districts were frequently requesting. Um, they are requesting it more often. And if you watch episode 165, I explain all about immunizations and school districts and what they can request and what they can't request and all that kind of thing. Uh, so when we wrote the unsworn declaration, which was really recently, it was like last year, uh, we did include that just because there are more and more home um school districts who are asking homeschoolers for immunization records and they actually by law have the right to do so. So we put it in there um, just to circumvent future issues. So, but if you don't like that and you wanna do an, uh, your own unsworn declaration and you wanna take that line out, that's fine. We just ask that you take all of CHAP's um, information off of it. So if you modify a document that CHAP has made, please take CHAP's information off of it because it's no longer our version, it's just your version, which is great, that's fine. Um, if you modify our stuff at all, we just ask that you take our name off of it. Um, so, is sixth grade elementary school? Yes, yes it is. Even though your school district might move the sixth graders up into middle school and include them in the middle school or high school building, sixth graders are still considered elementary according to the homeschool law. So in following the homeschool law, you do still need to do the elementary requirements for a sixth grade student. And also a sixth grade student cannot start completing the secondary requirements because they're not secondary students yet. Does that make sense? Okay, good. Okay, so more districts are requesting medical information. So 
this is coming around. There's a lot of more people not just asking for immunization records, but medical records and dental records and all this kind of stuff. If you saw um, on YouTube, I did recently post episode 136, which is all about the affidavit and explains a little blurb on the medical information. In our unsworn declaration and our affidavit, we state that medical and dental are being um, taken care of and that document is attesting to that. Um, typically, this has been enough to satisfy everyone. Um, and uh, recently, meaning like just this summer, um, school districts have been doing more to request medical information, especially immunization records. And um, that's that pressure is coming from other places. So uh, suffice it to say that should your school district, especially immunization records, because they do have clout in asking for that, you can go to your pediatrician and ask them to write a letter, or you could write a generic letter putting the date, your child's name, you know, this child's medical care is up to date as of this date, and they're, you know, they're all taken care of. It's all good. And then have your pediatrician sign it, and that's what you can give into the school district. You do not need to give specific records into the school district. So um, you can have your pediatrician sign a note like that, and that will be fine. So just so you're aware, because there are more people asking for medical records, there's more districts asking for medical records right now, and if they push back against your documentation not being enough, I would suggest getting a letter from your pediatrician, giving that to the school district. And then if there's further issues, contact HSLDA and they will help you through that. Um, the last law question that I have for today was someone wrote in and said, hey, my child is 18. Do I need to do all the paperwork on them? You know, according to the law, it's up to age 18. Do I still need to do all the affidavits and the evaluation letters and all that stuff? Well, according to the law, you don't. But if you want your child to have a diploma and your child is going to college and wants a, a FIA grant, financial aid, anything like that, you do need to file the affidavit and the objections. You need to go through the senior year evaluation, um, if you're doing the PDE um, homeschool diploma that we have on homeschoolpennsylvania.org and the supervisor signs it and the evaluator signs it, well, you can't have the evaluator sign it if the evaluator does not do an evaluation. So yes, you do need to still go through those things even though your child is 18. Now, if your child is definitely not going to go anywhere that needs a diploma, then maybe not. you don't need to do it, but that might mean later in the future they'll have to do a GED. So if you're going to go through the senior year anyway, probably a good idea just to file the affidavit and take care of all that paperwork this year. One more time, you can have a party when it's all over. Okay, so that was all the law stuff. Let me go back over my list, the non-law related things. Um, I did want to mention out there, there are still some folks that think that we're a school um, CHAP is not a school. We are a support organization for homeschooling parents. So there are like little, um, there's co-ops, there's academic co-ops, university model schools, things like that. But we are not it. We are here to support you as the supervisor of your child's home education program, protecting your right to homeschool, explaining the law so you comply with it, and giving you support in that way. But we are not a school. <clears throat> um... 
Let's see here. Oh, I guess someone asked that because they were curriculum links and curriculum ads in our uh, e-news and on our on our Facebook feed. So we do do that because people will purchase ads with us. So if you see curriculum ads or college ads or whatever ads you see in our communications, it's because people have purchased ads with us and therefore we are advertising their business. So I guess that's why the school questions come in. Um, someone asked about homeschool sports, if there's homeschool sports across the state or anywhere. Some some places do have homeschool rec leagues. It tends to be a very localized thing. Uh, there used to be like a soccer league here and then the people stopped leading it. So now it doesn't exist. So it's one of those things you kind of have to be in tune with the homeschool athletes in your area and ask that question. Um, homeschoolers are, do have permission to um take part in extracurriculars at public schools. I know some parents don't want to do that, so then the option, of course, is to create a homeschool league or use the rec league. But, um, so I would just ask around. And if there's not something, feel free to start something, because why not? Uh, let's see, two other questions in here. One was about where to find classical curriculum or having suggestions for classical curriculum. I actually don't educate my kids Using classical curriculum, the only, well, I do, I use one thing. For grammar, I do use first language lessons um, by Jesse Wise. I think it's Jesse Wise. Wise and Susan Bauer, I think, is who, who does it. It's been so many years, I forget what the title of it is. I don't have to look at it anymore. But, um, yeah, that is a classical style um, for younger children. I do know there's the, is it Classical Conversations is the co-op? Oh, my goodness. I have connections written down here, but I think it might be Conversations, actually. There's Veritas Press, there's Classical Academic Press. Those are the ones that I know. So if you're listening and you know of classical curriculum that you can share, um, please comment below. We would like to know about that. And if you have any leads on Catholic curriculum, we once upon a time used to have vendors come into the convention um, that were Catholics, that had Catholic curriculum, and... They don't, so I don't know if they stopped doing conventions or what happened with that. So if anyone has any leads on that, we're happy to listen. If you have any suggestions, you can comment below. And the last thing I wanted to touch on today was um, some concerned folks. If you get our e-news, and you can sign up on the e-news at chaponline.com. Um, there's a connect menu tab in there. You can subscribe to e-news. You can also do it through the resources tab. And on our e-news, there's a section that says homeschooling in the news. Um, there's lots of different types of articles there. And this covers things that are happening across the nation, sometimes across the globe. What is being said about homeschooling? What is being thought of about homeschooling? Uh, it can be an encouraging article. It could not be an encouraging article. It could be an upsetting article. Uh, and we recently had some folks that were concerned about one of the articles that was listed. It was not encouraging content as far as encouraging the homeschooling community. And uh, some of our readers were wondering why we would include articles like that. So the, the title of that section says homeschooling in the news. It doesn't say encouraging articles for everybody on your journey. And we could break it up into different groups and put encouraging articles here and and informational articles in a different place but um that adds work to what our heavy load is already so 
it's just all there in a chunk. And the reason they're all listed there and why we would include things that might not be encouraging or might even be alarming is this. There are people who don't agree with homeschooling. There are people out there who think homeschooling is dangerous. There are people out there who don't want us to homeschool. There are people out there who want to put lots of restrictions on us as homeschoolers. Um, they don't like what we do. They don't like what we stand for. They don't like the freedom we have to educate our children. And they want to control us and, and uh, shape what it is that we're doing with our children. So the reason we include articles like that in our e-news articles is so that you can be well-informed. We need to be a well-informed citizenry. Uh, we need to know, we need to hear the encouraging stuff. Absolutely, I need encouragement too. I need to talk with my friends and get encouragement to know that, you know, I'm not crazy or losing my mind or whatever. I absolutely get that and I totally agree. We also need to be prepared because, uh, especially in the state of Pennsylvania right now, we don't have too much of a target on our backs because we're a relatively small number compared to all the kids who are schooling out there. And uh, charter schools, unfortunately, are being targeted uh, mostly in our state. But should that be gone, guess who they're coming after? They're going to come after homeschoolers. And we need to know their viewpoints. We need to be prepared with arguments against the false thoughts that are out there and the negative comments that are out there. Um, I was out in a group a secular group and, and related to this article that people were concerned about, secular homeschoolers think that all Christians point back to this very cultish, restrictive, not even really Christian group that was in this article. They think that all Christians are like that, that, that all Christian homeschooling comes out of that um, cultish, unbiblical thing. That's a lie. That's a flat out lie. So when we find ourselves in situations where we're with secular homeschoolers or people that don't have the same beliefs as we do, we need to be able to defend and support our viewpoint. And we can't be blindsided by it and sit there and go, uh, I didn't even know people thought this way. So that is why we're doing that type of thing. We're trying to prepare you guys out there to know what's going on so that you can be ready when it comes up in your conversations with others. And to not be taken by surprise, but to be well prepared. And it's really wise to be well prepared and always be on your guard. I know it seems like homeschooling is we're good to go. The law is passed. We have nothing to worry about. And unfortunately, it's just not true. Anything that's free, freedom, liberty is under attack. And uh, homeschooling falls in that in that category. So... Um, you don't have to read them if you don't like those articles and you don't like where they're going. You don't have to read them, but I do believe we are going to continue posting them because I think we need to know. Uh, we need to be prepared. And I do appreciate those of you who um, voice your concern in a very gracious way. I'm very happy to respond to anyone and share where we're coming from. Uh, but as we communicate with things, let's be you know, kind to each other and full of grace and try and seek each other's viewpoints out and find out where we're coming from. Um, we, as an organization, are out there to support Christian homeschooling and to encourage folks to train their children to follow Christ in all of life. It's all about, it's all about Jesus. Every moment belongs to him. And that is where we're coming from. I think you guys know that. You've heard me talk a lot about it. 
and um, the only reason other articles might come in is because there's content out there that we need to be aware of, that we need to be prepared um, to defend our viewpoint in the future. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But thank you for tuning in today. So we had a lot of law questions. If you have any more law questions, please write in and ask them. I'm happy to help you out. Uh, next week is actually the 4th of July. It's actually the day, Independence Day. Woohoo! So we jump right in there. Last year, I know I talked about starting the school year right up there with some Independence Day celebrations, which is wonderful. I will actually be doing an interview next week with my brother and my sister-in-law, and we're going to be talking about work and homeschooling and all the different ways it could look. They've had quite the journey uh, on their homeschooling journey, so we're going to talk about that a little bit next week. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be um, a good conversation. So here's your last reminder. It's June 27th. In a few days, it's June 30th, and your evaluator letters are due. So hopefully you have them into the school district by now. And if you're not, get them copied, get them all together, get them into the school district. And you know what? The district might be on summer hours, so check. They might not have the full school. They typically don't, like done by 2 o'clock or something like that. Uh, so just make sure you have the right hours if you're going to drop it off in person. And I will see you next Tuesday on Independence Day. So have a great weekend. Uh, remember to share with your kids the beauty of this country and the fact that we uh, are celebrating our birthday on Tuesday and I will see you then. Okay, bye.